who has been a spiritual leader, counselor, and coach for over 30 years and reaches hundreds of thousands with his writing and personal and media appearances. Reverend Patrick is the author of The Magic of the Soul, Applying Spiritual Power to Daily Living, and the founder of the Living Purpose Institute and creator of the Life Coaching Certification Program and the Primal Fire Intensive. Reverend Patrick will be available after the service to sign his book, The Magic of the Soul. Speaking on non-attachment, the real secret to manifestation, please welcome Reverend Dr. Patrick Harbula. Hit it, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Gosh, that was fun. You know why I do that? Because it brings me joy. Ah, glad you liked it too. Hope you did. So, I'm so excited to be back here. I have said this for the last, I've been coming here for about 10 years now, every other year or so, and don't let the other centers know, but this is my favorite place in the world to speak. I love you guys, so I'm so glad to be back. Okay, so non-attachment, the real secret to manifestation and freedom. And uh, I want to tell you a little story that kind of exemplifies this. So there are these two uh, brothers. One is a cat lover, his name is Bob, and the other, uh, Ed, not so much, actually hates cats. Uh, Bob is going away on vacation, and he's thinking, okay, where am I going to What am I going to do with my cat while I'm away on vacation? He thinks I could leave my cat with my brother Ed, but Ed hates cats. On the other hand, he's been doing a really good job of taking care of our elderly mother. So I guess if I can trust my my mother with Ed, I ought to be able to trust my cat, right? So he goes away for two weeks. He comes back, calls Ed up, first thing, says, Hey, Ed, how you doing? Uh, You know, how you been? And, And how's Perky doing? And Ed says... Well, I got some bad news for you, brother. Uh, Perky died. Oh, mom's calling, gotta go, click. And so Bob is just absolutely distraught with this news. And not only because of losing his beloved pet, but because of the callous way, the uncaring way in which his brother gave him the news. 
And so he mourns the loss for a few days and he just can't get over this. And he calls his brother up and he says, you know, Ed, I got to tell you, it really, really was hurtful to me, you know, the way, the uncompassionate way in, in which you delivered the news of Perky's death. And Ed says, well, I don't know what to say. You know, your cat's dead. I don't know how else to say it. And so Bob says, well, you could have given me the news, uh, you know, kind of gently and gradually. He said, you could have like said when I asked about Perky that, well, Perky's up on the roof playing. And then, you know, you could have called me up later and said, oh, Perky, brother, Perky fell off the roof and he hurt his leg, but we think he's going to make it. And then when I came to pick him up, you could have said, you know, in, you could have told me in person, you know, we did everything we could, but Perky just didn't make it, brother. And uh, so Ed says, well, maybe you're right, brother. I could have been a little more compassionate. I apologize. So Bob says, okay, I forgive you, brother. By the way, how's mom doing? Ed says, mom's up on the roof playing. <laughs> so we're kind of like Ed a lot of the time, aren't we? Where we don't want to hear the bad news or we might be attached to a certain outcome, a certain situation in our life. So uh, the Buddha said, non-attachment is the philosophy of my life. And so... The Buddha realized through his journey that the only way to end suffering is through non-attachment. The only way to be truly free is through non-attachment to any kind of results, any kind of situation in the outer world. So the entire, an entire spiritual system is built on this precept, right, of non-attachment. And so Thich Nhat Hanh said... Letting go gives us freedom, and freedom is the only condition for happiness. If in our heart we still cling to anything, anger, anxiety, or possessions, we cannot be free. And so I ask you, this is a rhetorical question, obviously, is what is the most powerful consciousness for manifestation? Anxiety or freedom? Obviously freedom. In fact, our degree of non-attachment is proportionate to our ability to focus on what we want through our intention. I'll show you how this works. Next slide, please. So when we're attached to something, okay, not only are we, you see there's a little line of energy going to each one of these things we might be attached to or worried about if we're having problems with situations in our life. And so, by having this line of energy go to that, because we're focused on that, we're focused on the problem rather than the solution, then we're actually holding the problem in place. Does that make sense? But another thing that's happening is you can see with each one of these lines of energies going away from us, we're depleting our energy source. So we are less powerful. So if you look at the opposite, let's see the next slide of being non-attached. Oh, no, that's not non-attached. That's me in the 70s. That's a picture of me in the 70s, I think. Um, next slide, please. This is the real non-attached. Ah, one more. There we go. That's non-attached. When we are non-attached and we don't have, we've given up on these worries, we simply let go of the things we're attached for, which means we recognize that we're perfect, whole, and complete in the here and now with everything that we have, and we can still want to add more, but it's, there's a difference between 
wanting or having an intention and being attached to it, right? Because attachment takes, requires tension. And again, we're losing our energy. But when we are in pure gratitude for what we have right now and recognizing that anything else, whether it be better health or better finance or anything we want to create in our life, is icing on an already perfect cake, right? Rather than thinking that we need that to be happy, then like this picture, our energy field is compacted and powerful. And then with that power, we can create what we want what will bring even more joy into our life with greater ease. I used to be really good at manifesting things, but it took me a lot of work to do. And I wondered about these people who had like synchronicity happen, right? And things just happen easily and manifest easily. And it is through this path. In my book, The Magic of the Soul, the practice is looking for the magic in every situation. So when something challenging comes into my life, I ask, what is the magic for this in this situation? So if it's, if it's physical disease, there's always some gift at the heart of it, right? How many people have had some kind of challenge in your life and looking back, you say, wow, I, I, I learned so much. Perhaps I learned a greater de- uh, degree of non-attachment. In fact, I think part of the journey of this life is a journey of increasing non-attachment, right? Um, I used to think that, okay, if, if our consciousness creates everything, if everything we experience is a result of our consciousness, then as we grow older and our consciousness becomes more expanded and more powerful, you wouldn't, wouldn't you think our physical bodies would actually get stronger and healthier? but it kind of looks the opposite. I mean, everyone here, your physical body will cease, our physical bodies will cease to exist someday. There's this breakdown that goes down, but here's the thing. I think there's a perfect symmetry, a perfect, a perfect synchronicity to this cycle of life because the, as we grow older and our body begins to move slower, and eventually cease to exist on this plane. We are kind of inspired, if not forced, to give up attachment to our identification as a physical being, right? And if we do it well, if we do this well, if we utilize this process, and we can do this with any illness or any disease, at the heart of it we can recognize that, or use it to recognize that we are more than our body. Right? And that's what I experience whenever I have any kind of physical problem. It inspires me to go deeper into who I am as a sacred being. So if we do it well when we come to the end of our life, then it can be an easy transition, a beautiful transition. But if we're holding on and attached to our identification as a physical body, then it won't be so beautiful. It could be very painful, right? Does that make sense? Okay. Now, this is a practice, you know, to be completely and totally non-attached would be an ideal. So now we can show that cartoon slide. And we see, and even though it is my own creation, I remain unattached to its fate until something happens, right? Ever had that happen? My week was like that this week. So um, it's interesting. 
I don't know if other speakers, other ministers experience this, but when I prepare a talk, when I know I'm going to give a talk, then the universe supports me in bringing forth all kinds of stuff that I can talk about, right, to take it to a deeper level. So if I, I, I don't have time today to tell you all the things that challenged me this week that I had attachments to, and then had the opportunity to give up attachment to. So one thing was, I was going down to Calgary, I did some amazing workshops down there, a deep meditation workshop, which we're doing here next Wednesday, and a Live Your Passion workshop. And um, I had shipped up here a big box of books that we ordered, or this center ordered some, but the other centers didn't, so I was bringing them myself. Got all the way down to Calgary and realized, oh, I left my box of books. I had four books in my bag, and I was gonna do two workshops, there were gonna be about 20 people in each workshop. Figured I'd sell, you know, close to 20 books. So here I am, I had prepared, and then I forgot the books, so I've, I've got this attachment going on. And I knew I'd get over this pretty quickly. It's not a real big deal, it's not life and death. And sometimes it's these little things, though, that we, we can get more attached to even than the big things in life, right? And so I had a little bit of angst going on, and then I got to a place where I'd let go of almost all of it, let's say 99% of it. There's a little bit in the back of my mind there. And then through the meditation workshop, normally I would expect to send it, sell about 10 books at an event like that. And uh, guess how many books sold? Two. So I thought, well, you know, I just got two left for tomorrow night. It's still not going to be enough, you know, but it's okay. It's all going to work out, right? And I could take orders if people wanted more, no big deal. Next night, I go to the workshop, I've got two books, guess how many sold? Two. <laughs> I had exactly the right amount of books that I needed, right? I was feeling, uh, it seems like the more I travel and I'm away from my, from my wife, the more I miss her. There's an attachment that I am not gonna get over, all right, in this lifetime. Um, our relationship so is amazing. She's sitting in the second to back. Oh, don't, don't turn around and look at her, so that'll make her embarrassed. But I was really spending a lot of time thinking about how attached I am to her in my life and, and actually wrote her a text and said, you know, life would be unbearable without you, right? So there's an attachment that I can, I can recognize. And, and if she wasn't in my life, I would at some point get to acceptance. It would be the most challenging thing that I've ever moved through to get to non-attachment about. But life is a journey of giving up attachments. And, you know, we'll never get to that place of being completely and totally non-attached. It is a day-by-day, step-by-step practice. So I once had a client, a coaching client, who um, was in real estate and she wanted to buy a house for herself. And it was a million-dollar house, and she, it was kind of out of her price range. But she was, like, focusing on it and had the intention to get this. This is my house, right? And she was really quite certain that she was going to get it. And, but she, she noticed that she had attachment, and she knew through our coaching that the more attachment she had, she was actually draining her power to create what she wanted. And so she said to me, I realized that, so I practice giving up my attachment so that I could get it. You see, that's kind of <laughs> not quite there, but it, it's, you know, but again, it's a journey. We get better and better at this. I wanted to share with you a story about an example of this. So um, there's a book by Pam Grout called E Squared, E2. Anyone read that book? Really cool book. Very good. 
So that, and it's, the subtitle is something like nine energy experiments that prove that we create our reality through our consciousness. And the first experiment is, and you can do this without reading the book. You can do it right now as I'm talking about it. It's asking, one of the interesting things about her method, because usually we think about when we're going to manifest something, we say, you know, it's already done, and it'll happen in God's time, right? Well, she says, no, give the universe a deadline. So in 48 hours, within the next 48 hours, your intention can be, I am going to receive a gift without saying what it will be for this particular experiment. I'm going to receive a gift that will be larger so large that I will absolutely know it came as a result of having this intention, okay? So I did this exercise, and I wasn't quite buying into the whole 48 hours thing. I just wasn't quite sure of that. So of course it happened in 72 hours rather than 48 hours. Um, So I did the intention. I was teaching a class, and the first two weeks we were doing it on a love offering basis, a donation basis. And the first two weeks, the... um, the in the basket was right around $200. We had about 20 people in the class, so about $10 a, a person. And then the third week, 72 hours after I did this exercise, there was $1,500 in the basket. It was pretty clear that that was a result of this intention because I'd never had a basket like that ever, right? And in fact, there was a, a check for $1,100 from one person. Even without that, it was like double what it had been the weeks before. And then the following week, it went back to around $200, right? Um, But the thing that, the reason I share the story is because what I realized is if I had done this experiment 15 years prior, I would have been thinking, I would have had attachment to it working. Like, if it doesn't work, it means I did something wrong, right? I didn't do it correctly, or my consciousness isn't powerful, or it works for other people, but it doesn't work for me. Anyone ever have any of those questions go through your mind? But as a result of this path that I am on of looking for the magic in every experience of, um, as Pam Grout says, she says, when I get to a place where I can realize that everything that whatever is happening right now is the best thing that happen, could happen to me or for me, then I am perfectly aligned with a field of potential, or the FP as she calls it. And that's when magic happens. Okay? So I realized that 15 years ago I would have had that attachment and that it probably would not have worked because of that attachment. So as I say in The Magic of the Soul in my book, the most powerful consciousness for creating what we want is being completely clear, becoming, be, being, stating what we want to the universe, even demanding it, and at the same time, this is a dichotomy, being completely and totally non-attached to if, how, and when it occurs. Do you feel the power in that? Because if I, if I have the attachment to an outcome, then there's gonna be some fear that it doesn't happen. And that fear is the energy that holds what I don't want in place. Make sense? Okay, gotta look at my notes again. Does Patrick work without notes? Okay, (laughs) good, I feel better. Because, you know, I'm really attached to being like Patrick. (laughs) Isn't Patrick great? What a great ministry you have, I love that man. 
So spiritual mind treatment. So if I'm not attached to anything and I recognize that everything is perfect just the way it is. In fact, the Buddha said, here's another quote from the Buddha. He said, you can do this with me. When I finally realize that everything is perfect just the way it is, do this with me. I will tilt my head back and laugh at the sky. You feel the freedom and the power in that? So if everything's perfect just the way it is, then why would I need to do spiritual mind treatment to create something in the physical world, right? My answer to that is because it, it brings me joy to do the spiritual mind treatment. You know, but it's not about getting something or it's not that I need something to be whole. I'm whole right here and right now, regardless of what's happening on the physical plane. And from that place, I am most powerful. So if we affirm we are whole and complete because we want something outside of ourselves, like that million dollar house, then really we're kind of affirming that we're not whole and complete, right? If I'm whole right here and now, then I don't need anything I don't have. I don't need anything. I can want be a nice icing on an already perfect cake, but I am whole right now. Let's take a deep breath into being whole right now. Just feel your own magnificence. Feel how powerful it is to not need anything different outside yourself. So... There's a spiritual teacher that I quote often when I'm at my home base in uh, Simi Valley. And uh, he's uh, my favorite guru of all time. So if we go to the next slide, please. There he is, Swami Harbula Ananda. I always get worried that people might not laugh at that. It is a joke. (laughs) True non-attachment see if I have it here so I don't have to look back there. True non-attachment is realizing that fundamentally we are attached to everything. It's using attachment in a different way. We are one with everything. If we're attached to something outside ourselves, that is an affirmation that we are separate. We cannot be truly at peace and separate at the same time. So the only way to, to fully experience oneness is to be completely non-attached to anything in the physical plane. And then we realize we are attached or one with everything. So another way of saying this is, oh, I want to just focus a little bit on, you know, we can, anytime we have a a goal, a spiritual goal to be more non-attached, I've had people tell me, you know, I, I used to judge myself less when I wasn't on a spiritual path, when I was kind of clueless, right? Because once we are on a spiritual path, we have a goal of the self that we are moving toward, who we want to become, right? And we can become attached to that end result, right? And we can tend to compare ourselves to there. You know, we tend to look at, oh, how much further I have to go. Um, Carl Rogers said that when I... The curious paradox is that when I accept myself, Carl Rogers is the founder of humanistic psychology, when I, the curious paradox is when I accept myself exactly as I am, only then I can change. So there's a similar, similar paradox with manifestation, is only when I need nothing 
do I have the power to create everything that I want easily and effortlessly? You feel that? So what I was trying to get to is don't become attached to be being non-attached, right? Um, how many people saw the, the movie, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, the first one? So you'll remember this line from the movie where the Indian gentleman who had kind of coerced all these people in England with this brochure to come to this exotic Marigold Hotel as a retirement facility. And when they got there, the, the place was dilapidated and they're all complaining and saying, this is not the place in the brochure. You photoshopped this brochure. And so they're coming to him with complaints that everything's broken, right? And so his standard remark would be, we have a saying in India that goes like this. Everything will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not yet the end. <laughs> Non-attachment, right? It's all going to work out in the end. So um, let me tell you a little bit about the workshop today, and then I'll finish with a story, quick story. So the workshop today is called The Joy Factor, and it's perfect alignment with this idea of non-attachment. When we are non-attached, we can be filled with the greatest joy. So this workshop is all about living from an internal experience of freedom and joy. And once we get that, everything else comes into alignment, and I tell you, it is just like we've been talking about non-attachment. When we have non-attachment, which means we're living from a place of fullness and joy inside, then everything in life becomes easy. In fact, not only is manifesting easy, but when things come into our life that we don't like, we can even be in joy during those moments because we're not resisting the experience. Does that make sense? So that's what we're gonna play with today for three hours. And there's an exercise I'll provide in there that is the most powerful exercise that I have seen for keeping our mind focused on what, I want, on what we want. Not attached to it, but just keeping our intentionality there. So we're gonna have a lot of fun today, and my um, wish would be that every one of you could show up for this workshop because it's gonna be really high energy. It's a brand new workshop that I've never presented, by the way, so I'm really excited about it. And, uh, and it's really a reflection of, of just of how my life has become as a result of the practices I've been sharing with you. And uh, so it's probably not possible that you can all come, but if you don't have plans, please do. You'll be glad you did. If you do have plans, change them. If you absolutely can't change them, you can sign up on my mailing list in the back. There's also flyers there for the Primal Fire. And by the way, the Primal Fire Intensive um, spiritual awakening retreat that we're doing next, uh, next weekend is um, this happens naturally because we get out in nature and we're in this supportive group structure where we pass the talking stick and we go through these exercises to rediscover we, who we are at our most primal and authentic uh, level and nature as, as human, as spiritual beings having a human experience. And what I see happen is attachments just start to drop away. 
naturally, without having to make them happen. Because we're, when, again, we're in that place of wholeness, connected with Mother Earth and with each other at a deep heart level. It's the most bonding experience. And everyone who has ever done this, this retreat experiences the most bonding experience, group experience they've ever had. So if you're interested in that, let me know. And uh, let's see, I gotta, I'm debating which story to tell you right now. A or B, you choose. B, I heard B. Okay, I'm gonna go with B. Good intuition, because this is, it, it doesn't fit quite as well as A, but it was such a powerful experience just the other night that I really wanna share it with you. So um, I was teaching this, this workshop on Live Your Passion, and we do an exercise where you think back to times in your life where you felt you were fulfilling your purpose at a really high level. And so one woman in the, cla- in the class was, um, she was from India, and she was during this meditation where most people experienced like this lightness and, and power, she was crying through the whole thing. And she was crying in a very deep way. She was covering her face, even though everyone's eyes were closed, except mine, obviously. She was covering her face and um, really having a hard time with it. And I gave her a tissue. And then when we went around the room, and what I do is out of that meditation, everyone develops a life purpose definition. And then I help them to polish it or to narrow it down to the most powerful phrasing possible for why you're here on the planet. And so when it came to her, something happened that's never happened in, and I've done this. I did that workshop the first time I was here 10 years ago, and I've done it hundreds of times. This has never happened. She said, I'm blank. I got nothing. And one of the questions in the meditation to help identify life purpose is what you didn't get enough of as a child. I said, what did you not get enough of as a child? She said, "Um, a lot. And she wasn't being resistant at all. She was just being real. She was just being honest. And then I said, "Um, I noticed you had a lot of feeling, emotion coming up in the meditation. I said, would you want to share that? She said, no, I I don't want to go back there. And I got an intuitive flash. And I got this from when I first shook her hand when she came in and hugged her. Um, and I said, does the word light mean anything to you? And she said, and she started to cry again. And she said, people tell me that. And I said, you bring the light, don't you? And that was the words for the life purpose, right? And she said, I've been told that. And I said, Could you, would you be willing to say those words? She said, I can't. Um, I'm not living that right now. And she hid her face again and she started to cry deeply again. And I coached her a little bit more, asked, you know, um, offering for her to say those words even as an affirmation. And she said she couldn't and she cried some more. And I said, I, I get that you don't want any more attention on yourself right now. And so I, I want to honor that and we move to the next person. We went around and each person said what their life purpose was and at the end, another young Indian man who knew her said, um, he raised his hand and I said yes and he said, I want her to say I share the light because I know if she did, he said I had a similar past as her and I know that if she says it, she will own it and, and it will be hers. And so I just let it be silent for a moment. And then I said, it's up to you. 
And she started to cry again, deep cry. And then she lifted her head, and not in a boastful way. I'm going to get emotional with this. Not in a boastful way, not in a dramatic way. She very softly and humbly said, I am the light. And I want to tell you, there was an explosion of energy in that room. Because everyone was pulling for her, right? And she just lit up the room. It was the most powerful experience I've ever had in all the workshops I've ever done. If we could see the next slide. Meister Eckhart said, when I experience love, I must go to God. When I experience non-attachment, God must come to me. She gave up her attachment to her fears and was able to speak her truth. Right? So I am the light. You are the light. We are the light. Thank you. Love you.